Hi everyone, this is Tagore and welcome to my podcast, A Pint of Imbecile Wisdom. And today I'm really excited about who I'm going to be talking to. She is actually, this is the third episode that we're doing in the series and it's taken three episodes to get a woman on my show as a guest. The story of my life, I've been asking too many women out too many times and I've always got rejected and this is no difference. But I'm so honored to actually have my guest with me on the show because uh, as I was talking to my tenure a little while ago, I was telling her about all the things that my guest does and my daughter was so impressed. She said, can I just stay on just to say hello to her? And that's exactly what she did a few minutes ago. So my guest has taken very mundane Tuesdays and turned them into terrific Tuesdays. And she's done this by basically taking topics, taboo topics, in fact, that not many people want to talk about, the, definitely not the mainstream media or the so-called mainstream influencers, so to speak. And she takes them and she actually addresses these issues. But what's even more cooler is her target audience, a bunch of young kids and youngsters and the youth, and even younger than that, who come onto her shows and they listen to her, dedicate her time and her efforts, bringing the right people on to talk about various topics, right from, you know, is it safe for women to be on the streets, uh, you know, and why isn't that the case for women? She talks about a whole lot of other topics. She's done about 17 episodes so far. Besides that, she has been a naval veteran. She owns her own business. She has spoken at TEDx, not once, not twice, but three times. She is a mentor. She's an influencer. She does stuff on leadership. Extremely cool, very outspoken, amazingly brave, uh, even, in her, even in her sense of humor. And as I said, I'm just so happy to have her as my first woman guest on the show. So, Sandhya. Hi, everyone. A very, very happy new year to all of you and good evening, Tagore. Yeah, it's been a long time since I spoke, so. <laughs> yeah. All right. So before we get into knowing, you know, uh, what a little more about you and this wonderful stuff that you do. Uh, yeah. Sandhya, you know, there's a, rule, there's a rule on this podcast. You can't appear on my podcast if you're not having a drink. Uh, because you yeah. know, I, I believe that you know, as our as our glasses get refilled, uh, our intellect yeah. also increases a bit. So, and that's the whole tone of this podcast. Even though we talk about very serious and real issues, but we do it like we're having a chat at the pub. So, what's your drink for the afternoon or the evening? Uh, it's evening here, so yeah, uh, I am having a slightly modified version of a cocktail called Black Queen. So, I call this version a Black Princess. Okay, uh, and and why is that a black? And first of all, what what makes this drink? It's 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 a rum based drink. So you, uh, the current one has old monk. Oh yeah. Uh, black coffee, black coffee, uh, a spoon of chocolate spread, and uh, hot water. Oh, I, I like that. But old monk, that's now that's really classic. If you're an Indian. And if you're doing old monk, then that's like legendary stuff, by the way. So well done on that. Uh, I've, I've got I've got a very boring drink this evening. I'm drinking a Bacardi Breezer. It's light and uh, ouch. I know, I know exactly. Sorry, you can feel sorry for me, but <laughs> I, I promise to keep the podcast more exciting. So Sandhya, 
yeah. let's get straight to talking about you first of all yeah uh, so this number of hats that you wear and it's amazing how you pull all of these things off and i've only gotten exposed to one of the things that you do but yeah. incredible incredible so tell us a little bit about yourself before we move on to the you know the the taboo talks that you actually uh, do so well well uh, i have a bit of a mixed blood uh, in terms of my birth yeah so let's yeah. start from there and um so my father is a kashmiri punjabi so i'm born in srinagar and you know i've grown up in different parts of india but uh, my childhood was in the northeast my mom's nepali and oh, wow. uh, and i grew up in the northeast so for most of my life i've been a pretty secular liberal person because we grew up in a community where we had people from everywhere so you know it's like uh, it's a beautiful time to grow up with and then of course uh, i moved to a convent uh, to a boarding school so most people tell me i was a nerd uh, i suppose i was a bit of a quirky nerd but uh, yeah that depends on how you want to define it more than yeah. anything else and i moved on you know i've been traveling quite a bit so uh, then i eventually i started my work at the age of 13 so as a teacher oh, wow. so i was i was studying in 8th grade and i was teaching 6th graders for 3 months in another school during my winter vacation so that's how i started working and uh, i don't think that has changed much because no matter what i do uh, it, learning and teaching is kind of constant they go hand in hand and it just never ends so I agree. Uh, I've yeah. been a military officer in the navy a lot of ton of things you know but uh, that's done right done and dusted So new things, new day, new year. So yeah, so you were in the navy as well for a while, eh? That's that's yes. incredible. Uh, and well, how long? How long, how long ago? How long ago was that? If I may ask. That was ages ago. I got commissioned in 1994, and wow. uh, I okay. left in 2001. Okay, and then ever since then you've been based in Delhi. No 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 I flew out uh, you know I I finished my commission in 2001 August and 911 I flew out uh, to Nigeria for work so okay. I also became one of those very rare Indians among the first women to also go to Nigeria on a work visa uh, as an Indian woman so <laughs> I was there for about 10 years came back in 2011 dabbled in a lot of things uh, when I came back I had family you know commitments and other things to look at so I couldn't really take up a regular job also they wanted me to do an MBA and I said no way not happening uh, mostly so I did a lot of photo shoots I was in Bombay did a lot of workshops any odd and thing to keep me going so that's when I realized you know whatever you do if you are having fun it's not work Uh, but that's that's an important part of growing up so wow and then from there to talking at TEDx three times yes to bring mentoring and and leadership you know mentoring and talking to youth and you know starting your own business and what i was telling my daughter i said you know i said that sandhya wanted to publish a book she wasn't happy with the publishers that she was talking to so she <laughs> so she started her own business to publish people's books and her own books so <laughs> so so yeah i mean that's that's a bit wacky sandhya but 
hats off no, to No, but you. if somebody is not doing something, I mean, how much patience can you gather, right? So you just go ahead and do it. So you don't waste time and it gets done and it's a huge learning curve in the process because then I learned everything there was to about publishing and I'm still not a great publisher maybe, but at least I'm learning the ropes. Wow. And you've got your first book hopefully coming out soon. No, my first book's already out. Your first book's already out. Okay. Thank you. Yes, okay. that came out in uh, in June 2020. Uh, it's a military political thriller, uh, not a thriller per se, but kind of, uh, which is based in India in its political journey right from 1972 right up to 2019 summer. Wow. So that one's out. I published first in 2016. One of my poems got published uh, by the Uh, University of Arizona Press. Uh, these were poetry on social justice, uh, rebellion poetry, basically. So I had written a piece about Kashmir, and that got selected and it got published. So that's 2016. Then um, we moved on to 2019. I got another 11 po poems published here in India at the Global Literary Fest. So we were basically featured poets. Uh, got that done then 2020 i published uh, two of my poems at the rio grande poetry festival special edition called boundless 2020 out of which i am so kicked about this i got nominated my poem which was dedicated to my mom who's passed that got nominated for the pushcart prize 2020 so Your wow! <laughs> Then a couple of other things that happened last year. So I mean, things keep happening, and you know, I'm writing a couple of books now. I have one anthology that has to come out by March, uh, because I'm also a featured poet at the Rio Grande uh, Poetry Festival in April this year. So I have to be attending that, and I want this book out by then. I'm also contributing to their anthology, the official anthology as well. And after that, I've got a book that I'm writing called Provocation, which is about uh, a person's, it's a desire map for people who are dating now, but they actually belong to the offline era. So <laughs> oh, wow. it's just anecdotal okay. stuff about life and, you know, basically, again, taboo topics, really. Yeah. So it has to get somewhere. So I said, so, all right, let's get on. So, which is great, and, and here's that brings me now to the to, to the core topic of our conversations uh, this evening, and that is the taboo topics. Uh, yeah. This is how I got to hear about you in the first place. So, mm -hmm. you're doing so many things, Sandhya, and then you know there's taboo topics that happens on a weekly basis, and I'm sure there's a lot of prep work that also goes into in, into you know in, into doing each episode. So. Tell us a little bit about taboo topics. What is, what is it that you do with taboo topics? First of all, okay, uh, taboo topics. You know, I was trying to pick a day to start it, and then I realized, you know, I do a lot of this alliteration stuff, like marvelous Monday and, you know, terrific Tuesday, wonderful Wednesday, stuff like that. So I said, okay, Tuesday sounds great, and mostly, you know, people are. I think a bit cranky by Tuesday because they've had a lousy Monday morning and, you know, <laughs> start to the week. So I said, okay, let's just, you know, do something. And also it started during the, uh, you know, the lockdown period. So I had people who were sitting at home. They were, everybody was doing some sort of certification or the other, but nobody was talking about the ground realities. 
of stuff, you know, like shit happens, but nobody talks about it. So I'm sorry, my language yeah. is going to be like that. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah, I can't speak a lot. <laughs> so, yeah. So basically that's how I started and I said, you know, we should I was talking to a friend of mine, Sharon, and I told her I said, "Listen, you know, we should do this live." So this is way before the COVID happened, lockdown happened. But then instead of going live offline, we went live online. And I think that was nice because uh, I could reach out to a lot of millennials. Now, the work that I was consulting, I was consulting at a company called Indian Zero where I was also uh there were I had about 2000 kids, millennials basically, youngsters who were doing their internship under under the program and I was one of the mentors. So I realized with them that there was a huge gap in communication in understanding you know what was going on in life and there's a huge gap okay parents don't get their kids and kids don't get their parents so that let that uh, that abyss that's there in between needed to be filled up and i said you know um if i put it out on facebook live then it's just me talking but i want the conversations to happen and i don't want people getting abused about it and you know i'm not arnab goshwani by any chance uh, not by any <laughs> not even in my 10 lifetimes would i want to be like that but yeah okay so <laughs> yeah so that just tells you the depth of uh, extreme feeling and passion i have for the man <laughs> so, and un- 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 understandable yeah Yeah, and trust me some people are not going to get the fun at all. Yeah. So irony sarcasm doesn't work. It just they just don't get it. It's such a waste. But yeah. <laughs> so that's how I started and then I realized people needed a space where they could speak and not be judged. So the ground rules were laid that you know if you talk it's fine. If you don't agree to what someone else is saying, that's also fine. But if you start being abusive to the person because you don't agree with what they're saying, uh, you get kicked out. Yeah. Respect is important. Space is important, and you have to listen. So yeah, things do get judgmental in between. But I I try to you know diffuse it by pulling somebody's leg, or you just you know kind of bringing a bit of humor to the situation because I don't want people at loggerheads here. You're there to understand topics and. I think the most important topic that we picked up last year was about uh because this this kind of, you know, it's a problem for everyone else. Everybody feels it, everybody experiences, nobody talks about it. And that is about consent, uh love, romance and sex. They're all interlinked, but yeah. nobody seems to be understanding that difference. So that episode was uh you know it was quite a big number of people showed up young youngsters especially but also people who were 70 i had my my oldest audience at that point was 70 years old and the youngest one was 21 so that's the range and it kind of helps when you have in the audience somebody who's in the 70s and there is somebody in their 20s listening in when they speak or they listening in when the youngsters are speaking because here the platform does not permit for them to abuse each other you are bound to listen to them and understand where it's coming from most people don't say a lot and we try to make sure that they start saying something it takes about 15 20 minutes for them to thaw down and get talking and yeah. you know as a result of that you do realize i talk a lot right <laughs> I was I, was, I wasn't going to go there but no no but I I mean as I said I mean you know uh 
earlier on. I mean, I was fortunate enough to have attended one of your sessions and I look forward to attending many more. And I really like the way that oh, you must attend the next one. We're going to do the next one on Gali's abuse words. Yeah. Is that where you want to rip me apart because I forgot of sinners? Ah, no, okay, not no. at all. Okay, There's kidding. no ripping apart. I just told you that. Yes, you yes, know, no, no, no. Weren't I, you listening? <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I yeah. agree. So the thing is, Sunday, so you can't touch upon as to why you did it because you had all these millennials working with you and, you know, you found that there was a lot of gap in communication. Yeah. So, so you wanted to reach out to these millennials. So what exactly does your taboo talks do? I mean, you know, you have, I know you, you have these people coming onto the show, but you also invite, you know, uh, I don't know whether the right word is subject matter experts or, you know. A... I, I don't invite the the doctors and, you know, the legal people and stuff. No, this is practical stuff. This is daily stuff. This is stuff that needs to be understood or spoken to and spoken by uh, people who are real. They are, they're the ones undergoing these experiences. And, uh, you know, an expert can come in and give all the gyan they want because they've studied about four or five years on it. I'm being very sarcastic. I'm probably being demeaning. My apologies. But the truth is that, uh, you know, the technical jargon flies over my head. And I do consider myself, you know, fairly educated in life. Uh, Not in terms of school knowledge so much as practical experience in life. So i'm looking at them and i'm like this is flying over my head this is not going to go to people who want to make a difference but don't know how because you know when it's therapy it's fun it's therapy itself is tea taboo therapy right if yeah. you go to a psychologist and get help they think you're insane that's india right they'll just say agra yeah. so you know there's always this thing yeah this oh my god you know that kind of a thing and then there's, of course, you know, let's not do this. Let's not go to a psychologist or seek help because lo kya kahenge. Three words that have destroyed the nation completely and probably destroys the rest what of the world. What will people say? Yeah. What will people say? So four words in English and three in Hindi. Yeah. It's uh, lo kya kahenge. So everybody's bothered about what will someone say, but who is that someone? So my, my whole purpose and vision is to get people to understand that there is no society, society, which is actually having your back it takes your back it doesn't yeah. have your back yeah yeah so yeah for those who get it get it right so well said. that is where i find sorry no i said very well said yeah yeah, yeah. so so uh, i just wanted an environment where i could create uh, you know replicate thought processes or the ability to listen the ability to be tolerant the ability to be secular and pass it on to youngsters because you know we yeah. fucked up honestly we are the ones who fucked up this entire thing and uh, to set it right uh, you know people keep saying why should the onus be on you but why not you know exactly uh, exactly you know the country doesn't owe me i owe the country so it's the other way around so same thing oh the planet doesn't owe you you owe the planet Correct. so it's my you you don't need a better planet for kids you need better kids for the planet so yeah so that wow. was the whole point, you know. Yeah. I'm going that to that whole line, Sandhya, among all the many lines that I, I've been very fortunate to hear people say to me, but I'm going to remember that line that you said, you know, uh, the planet needs better kids. Kids don't need a better planet, I think. Yeah. That sums it up because it's, it's what we make out of it. And, you know, this whole thing about, you know, uh, 
society. I think it's more, it plays a much more stronger negative influence, I think, in Asian cultures than it does, you know, in the West, for example, you know. So in the West, people would still be all right to say, you know, like I'm going for therapy and blah, blah, blah. But in the East, it still seems to be slightly sort of, you know, reserved and, you know, they're embarrassed about it. But it's it's great that you're, you've got this platform to, you know, to talk about these things and that due to the right audience, you know. So that's great. For how long, sorry, you mentioned this earlier, but how long have you been doing it for? Am I right to say you've done about 16 or 17 episodes so far? 17th, we just finished our 17th one. So the one you attended was the 17th one. Okay, yeah, right. And I keep thinking I'll run out of topics, but that just kind of doesn't happen. There's always something to talk about. Well, that leads me to my next question then, which is basically, how do you come up with these topics? So do you, is it something that you was influenced by the media or something that you hear, you know, with friends out at dinner? Or is it something that some of these kids reach out to you? I mean, there must be a, there must be some sort of a thought process behind how you choose a, a topic that needs addressing. So, you know, uh, Tagore, the, the thing is that when you are looking at something as big as change, uh, there's no restriction. I, I don't think, you know, most people uh, keep telling you, you must come out of the box, you must get out of your comfort zone and stuff. So for me, uh, you know, when I look at it and I'm like, uh, get out of the box, think, think out of the box, that doesn't happen with me because I, I don't see a box, right? So I, I feel that as a human being, first of all, it's a privilege, okay, to experience being a human being. And, uh, you know, while my spiritual religious beliefs, my political, you know, uh, choices, they're very private things. But overall, all in all, in terms of being on the same planet as uh, being the same species, if something is not working out, which I'm sorry, I mean, the men have really fucked up over the decades and centuries. I think it's time for women to probably take over. Very feminist thing to say, but I'm not really a feminist. Apparently, the feminists don't think I'm a feminist. So not that it matters. Again, I mean, yeah. I really don't care. Uh, I think I'm just preferably a human being where I see things the way they are. So you see, Tagore, the thing is, you know, we when we were growing up, for example, I don't know if it happened with you, but when we were growing up, uh, you know, you would make a statement and five days later, if you made a counter statement, which wasn't agreeing with what you said, people would not, people would doubt your credibility. Yeah, right? absolutely. And they would say, hey, you meant something yesterday and today. So you're not a man of your word. Yeah, uh, that's such a huge thing. But that has been like a culture for us when we're growing up and even when we're living our life, even as you know, adults. Uh, for me, I think I changed for myself that perspective, first of all, where I have acknowledged that I'm on a learning curve. It doesn't finish. Learning doesn't end, right? It's an ongoing school. But your truth changes from moment to moment. So today, if you're sitting and having a conversation with me, and in this conversation, uh, you add some bit of information which I didn't know before, what has happened and if that information is uh, denying or proving untrue what I said yesterday today I will change my statement correct and I will change it because I am wiser today I know a little more than yesterday or even 10 seconds ago so 
when change and learning happens at that kind of a pace who are we to you know judge what's going on or judge people but there is a sense of right and wrong and somebody is uh, you know unjust or intolerant towards other human beings you know or or even animals or anyone it's it's something that bothers me and i think that that change was required so getting in terms of topics to get back i digress a lot please pull me back uh, i have tons to talk about usually so uh, in terms of topics uh, so what i said is the experiences that i've had as a person as an individual as a woman that was one second is the sum total of all my education um what i read in the newspapers the social media my talking to people uh who are on literally on suicide watch where you know they just want to wrap up their lives and then they're just calling me at middle of the night so uh thankfully all of them are still alive uh the thing is that that's when i realized that there's so much of a gap there's so much of a gap between uh you know reality and logic and rationality and whatever the so called society is putting it out there for you it's a matter of convenience for the society to control so everybody wants control why why is there a requirement if you understood your freedom you would handle it responsibly yeah and that doesn't mean taking away somebody else's freedom correct because even if i have i keep i kept this in mind when i brought up my daughter my daughter's 20 she's in japan now and i was very conscious of the fact that this child is born from me but she herself has a soul and individuality which she needs to nurture and it needs to grow the way it needs to grow so i didn't really get into aspect of you should be doing this and you should be doing that yes we teach our values a value system but i've taught her to have her own value system so it's not about please imbibe my values uh, she's thankfully not like me <laughs> but the whole point is that uh, when you allow your child to be when you allow uh, and it's not even i can't even use the word allow i find it very offending very offensive because then it means you have you want to ownership of what yeah is come out of you yeah. but that person is an individual a soul and they have the freedom to, to choose they have the right to choose what religion uh or whether you don't want a religion what their sexual preferences are going to be what their sexual priorities are how they want to express themselves it is there what makes it unsafe is the mentality the whole indian culture so called bhartiya culture is basically rape culture these days so all of these topics keep coming up on the social media kids talk to me people i've worked with people on the streets i talk to anybody so you know i i like talking but i also like listening to their stories so i can talk to the the vegetable vendor and i will talk to the manager in a you know wherever i am standing i'm probably sharing a smoke and i'm talking to someone you know this keeps happening so i have conversations yeah. i am addicted so you see when you are addicted to conversations you never run out of topics yes. and if there's something that so much there was something that somebody told me recently i'll share it with you i was told everybody has a story to tell you just have to care to stop and listen you know no no yeah a little bit to that this perspective right yes exactly so yes, exactly. when when somebody says everybody has a story to tell yes 
point on absolutely on point and but to stop and listen is not the thing more than that is to try and just be aware and at least look at people yeah look at yeah. them look at yeah. who they are look at them in the eye and then imagine what stories they have but you know so there's a whole there's a gap there you need to connect right so not only is there a gap connect, in listening somewhere yeah. but there's also a gap today where i see that a lot of people they don't care about what's happening in their life in reality they they're leading a life on social media you know so yeah. <laughs> so you know they kind of want to be photographed on the the insta effect as they call it and 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 i think that's it's got its place in some way but i think people are getting so carried away and brainwashed that they're focusing on living their lives on this insta effect rather than what See you just there. gave me another topic there right you there you go there you go yeah that is how i get my topics <laughs> <laughs> so nice conversations one, yeah. nice one it keeps and coming you, up yeah and you know i i've heard some of my very close friends now telling me oh you know like you know they're saying like oh, guess what to go now we made a rule that when we are at the dinner table having dinner as a family we're not allowed to be on our on our phones and i'm thinking yeah. when were you allowed to be on your phones in the first place over dinner you know i mean that's not the place for a mobile phone you know i mean like so it. it's it's not a big thing that you've now sort of stopped everyone from being on their mobile phones while we're having dinner that's just rubbish but that's what's happening in the world today so something this then coming back to taboo talks uh, i know you talked about the one where you talked about in you know, a consent is yeah what what was one of your other topics that you like you know that we started off with pride all the way i said if we're jumping into taboo topics let's talk homosexuality because everybody runs away the minute you say anything you know it's like uh, if you call somebody it's simple you know you see two men talking and just holding hands also you say are tu homo hai yeah uh, it's like hello you know mind your own business so i said let's dive into that also i had help from harish ayer because he's my uh, brother and uh, i said harish you need to come in for my show and this is what i'm beginning and it's trying to do okay. and he said of course i'm coming and you know the show is supposed to actually the conversation supposed to last one and a half hour max we went on for two and a half hours that night uh, it just wouldn't yeah. end and everybody because i wanted his story to be out you know because it talked about hope abuse as well it talked about you know how people blame homosexuality on if you've been abused for example uh, by a you know as a boy if you if you've been abused by a man uh and then later you uh, realize that you're actually you know gay uh it's like a conclusion drawn from people that hey you know he got raped when he was young by a man that is why his sexual sexual preference is men that's and that's not right exactly that's rubbish right yeah. so it's very difficult to get people to understand people in my own family don't get it, okay so why should i go really far So I have this constant you know conflict of interest in terms of my outspoken mouth and trying to retain some sort of family relationship. So but I've realized after I've become outspoken I don't get asked too many questions because when they ask me a question if they are asking me how are you I will tell them exactly how I am. So yeah. it's not a question which is very generic and say hi how are you and you know how are you? Yeah. No, 
for me that doesn't exist so if you're talking about even a little bit about somebody teasing and somebody's name pops up i will spill the beans so <laughs> that is where it becomes tricky no, for them. i think also sandhya you know what this basically shows and you know it's not arrogance but it's confidence and i think you know i think it's so important for us to emphasize to our youth you know that it's so important to be con- because when you're confident with who you are whether you're a, you're a hindu or muslim or a christian you're a, you're a, yeah. you're a indian or a pakistani you're a british you're american if once you're confident with your own identity nothing else shakes you so nothing else in the outside world that comes up tomorrow will ever shake who you are because you know what you know who you are your foundation is strong you've taken time to discover yourself and you're confident about it so if you go out for a party and someone's having you know smoking a joint and you know they all say oh peer pressure there's no such thing as peer pressure if you are confident about yourself and saying i don't want to do a joint you stand there and say i don't want to do a joint you know so it's that confidence yeah. that we need to emphasize on our on our yeah, it's, and it's on clarity our in what you want it's clarity exactly. in what you exactly. want i mean it, it is. you know they they look at smoking a joint like oh my god but then it's not an oh my god thing that person is really not doing anything harmful to you why don't you do that oh my god when somebody gets raped exactly you know yeah when somebody is molested in a truck or a bus or you know what happens to your oh my god then you know so it's yeah. total rubbish when you're talking about a joint and you know buri adat and all that yeah. i mean i know some of uh, you know people i know in my family who are very very horrified and they keep keep gossing about the fact that i smoke but hello i've been a passive smoker all my life you didn't tell your brother not to smoke but i'm not blaming it on him i enjoy yeah. my smokes that's why i smoke right so yeah. same thing is with my drink i if i enjoy a drink i'll have it yeah but my own my own rule in my head is that do not drink alone but if winters are cold and i feel nice and warm with a good drink i'll bloody well have my drink and it you know a lot of women also who are quite modern and you know uh, forward thinking in terms of fighting for women rights and things like that they keep telling me you know you don't have to do things the guys do to become an accomplished woman and i'm like i can be a human being and i can still do whatever the hell i want because i'm a human being and i have choices right absolutely so if i want to drink i will bloody well have a drink but i know when i don't drink i don't drink when i go to pubs and you know uh, i will not pick a rum rum is my regular drink but when i'm out on a pub i will never take a rum I will probably pick a tequila shot. Why? Because I don't want to leave my drink behind. Yeah. And go and dance and come back and find somebody, you know, uh spicing up my drink or spiking it. Yeah. So I'm cautious about that, right? That's my safety. That's those are my rules. Again, that's responsibility that's being confident as being aware yeah, of. Yeah, so freedom uh, comes with responsibility. Oh, absolutely. So, freedom comes with responsibility to all the listeners out there. Yeah, digs into your soul, into your DNA. Freedom comes with <laughs> responsibility, and that's the key thing. And you're responsible for yourself. You're responsible for your family, your loved ones, your your neighborhood, your society, your country, and the planet itself. And if you're responsible, uh, you said it all the other way around. I think it's normally the the planet comes first, humanity comes no, no. next. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I mean, yeah, no, it's it's a very it's idealistic thing. It's yeah. a very idealistic thing to say, it, definitely. So, uh, but yeah. So Sandhya, coming back to the next thing now, if one of my audiences wants to contact you, either want to get invited to your shows or wants to yeah. propose a topic, how can they do that? Okay, uh, we are on Instagram and Facebook, and the handle is 
uh, at the rate you know you can call it at the rate so i'm saying at yeah. the rate so it's supposed to be at at esperance e s p e r a n c e m e d i a echo sera papa yeah. echo romeo alpha november charlie echo mike echo delta india alpha okay which <laughs> so, so so they basically reach out to you either through facebook or through insta yeah is, either facebook or on uh, this uh, you know on social media we are at facebook on we also on linkedin by the way with esperance media so esperance the word means hope also just to translate it, it's a french word that means hope and uh, that's the thing uh, we do this uh, terrific tuesdays however if you are not able to connect you can always catch me on instagram at uh, sandhya suri s a n d h y a s u r i underscore official o f f i c i l just find you do a search you find me somehow uh, on social media send me a messenger message minus the good mornings and how are you and how old are you and are you married and all that kind of shit <laughs> i think we should put a wikipedia page for you just telling them how old you are whether you're married and that kind of stuff so that that takes uh, so just check my wikipedia page oh check, that would be check wonderful the, yeah check the wikipedia so <laughs> talking about esperanza then i want to talk about one more topic before we come yeah. conclude this wepa so you've oh. recently got onto something called wepa which is part of yeah. the of an offshoot of Esperanza Media. Tell us a little yeah. bit about WEPA. Okay. So, uh, WEPA India is basically it I even the website's not ready yet because it's it's a vision it's a sort of an ideal where I want to be creating uh, you know uh, a network of women. Now, WEPA first of all means W E P A so that is women empowered project awareness so i'm a change enabler by by you know preference okay i don't call myself a life coach or a counselor or a mentor i'm more a change enabler where uh, people need to take their own calls and decide for themselves they can't look for somebody to blame for the decisions that they take in life so a change enabler basically enables them to see the window that can have various other views but the decision to see which one is up to them so that's how an enabler comes all right and that is the the whole idea is to create this huge network and begin to expand on to lots of enablers preferably women why women people say you know because you're a woman you're doing this why not men the point is that women are the ones who nurture women are the ones who teach a child their first words the way to walk usually you know whether it's their own child or they've adopted or otherwise so when it's a nurturing gender i think they need to have the awareness to bring around that change and when women become enablers it's not a person alone who's you know uh, become different or empowered it's about an entire generation that can get empowered and change things so that's the reason why wepa has uh, come about now wepa has various different visions like also my firm's got its own vision as well in terms of csr when i make tons of money i'll get there but yes uh, but wepa is for women basically uh, but esperance is uh, i have a different you know vision for that i know you didn't ask me this question but i'm going to give them a bit of information because i'm actually looking for people who can you know invest 
in terms of either services or uh, funds to start up this project that I have. Why I started up a publishing company, partially of course to publish my book, but I had a bigger vision on that, is to be able to uh, get the stories out of children from 4 to 18 years old and put it out there. So a four-year-old story, uh, they don't know how to write, but they talk and they narrate stories. So somebody who can write those stories down in a language a four-year-old understands. Because four-year-old stories, uh, these are stories that come out of the imagination of children. So when that happens, they're able to imagine. A four-year-old would love to hear a story written by a four-year-old. Yeah. So we're working on that concept. Also, the history of India is getting distorted quite a bit. So if I may say so, NCERT has lost its metal completely. So what I'm trying to also sustain is bring, take this to the next level where one level is where for people who can afford to get published, get their kids' books published, we tie up with the schools and, uh, you know, get these books into the libraries, which are about children writing for children. And those who cannot afford, that is where the funding or the help is required is, uh, where a village kids, kids in the rural areas who cannot afford an education, they are from a very poor background, they get to tell their stories. They are the ones narrating or writing the stories and we write it for them. So when we publish those books, the royalty becomes their earning. And there's the corpus built up for them to continue their education and become writers or artists. So that is the mindset that is the thing that I'm looking to do at some point, uh, you know, when enough funds come by. So since you have a podcast, I'm just going to do a bit of marketing and tell people out there, anybody who's interested in the project and wishes to contribute, most welcome to come ahead and do this. We would love to do this because India's losing its history. And it's a great way to preserve India's diversity in history because even if it's a dog and a bone story, if it's written in Tamil Nadu, will be a different narrator from the one written in exam. So that is how stories go. Well, and I'm glad you talked about this because my last thing was, you know, say to you, what is it that you want our audience to take away from this conversation and anything else? So I'm glad you addressed that. Uh, so. Look, Sandhya, I know you and I are going to be in touch for a very long time. Yeah. I just I just know it and I hope that we're always going to be able to work together on various things. Um, best of luck with, uh, you know, with everything that you're doing. And, uh, I, you know, especially on, on the on the taboo talks, I think it's an incredible thing. You know, when, when our common friend Mamta told me about it, I... I was so fascinated by it straight away that I just like I, I called you the same day she sent me your number. Yeah. So you know, I, I mean, I think it's an amazing thing. I, I wish you the best of luck with that. I hope that more and more people uh, of different age groups, especially the young, you know, uh, connect with you and and join your sessions because I think the topics that you're talking about are topics that are not covered, you know, in mainstream media. Uh, a yeah. lot of institutions, be it schools or so, you know, or shrines, don't address these topics with them. So I'm glad that they've got an avenue where, you know, they can get some sort of exposure to these to these topics. And I think you're doing a wonderful job. Lots of love to you and best wishes. And I can't wait for the day when we're going to sit down face to face, and you're going to have your princess drink that you're having black princess, black princess. <laughs> and i'm gonna yeah. probably try and 
Don't say a breezer. That wouldn't be. I was, was going to say I'm going to try and be braver and go beyond a breezer. But you know, I, and here's the thing: I'm from Goa, so I should be like you know, and I'm saying it very exactly, exactly. I'm saying it very respectfully, uh, you know. And uh, this is why people say that I'm the worst Goan in the world because one is I don't drink, uh, and second thing I don't like seafood a lot. Can you believe it? So Are you I, serious? No, I'm serious. So I, I, I'm really doubting the the authenticity of my of my uh, my actual existence of the whole. But and does that matter in the long run? I don't no, think that matters. No, it in doesn't. The long run. But I think it's about just being you. So. But to prove how loyal I am as Thank a goan, I listen to Remo Fernandez. I hope that works. Oh, well, I like that guy. <laughs> I totally like his him. music. Everybody yeah. loves him. So yeah. thank you, thank you so much for having me on the show. Actually, you know, it's uh, a great opportunity to also have another conversation with you, and I hope to see you more often at our shows as well. I suppose if it can give me ideas, this is also going to give you ideas for your podcast. I wish you all the best for your podcast series. I think there are tons of people you can talk to, and you know, and yes, I wish I you a great year. Yeah. Thank you so much yeah. for having me on the show. Thanks, and thank you, people who are listening. You know, yeah, absolutely, and I think. Really, I hope that this podcast goes out to the right people, and I hope that you know at least a few people actually benefit from the wonderful work that you do. So, lots of love, Thank you so much. lots of best wishes, and uh, stay cool. Likewise. Thank you, guys. Good night. Okay. One second. Bye.